0: Alright, so let's get going with another episode of the podcast. This is Paul Off with you. Uh, it is, as always, fabulous uh, to be here. My first uh, day back, actually, uh, having had a couple of weeks off. So, uh, got a lot to share with you. Excited to be back uh, in the office. I am uh, on my lonesome today. It is a public holiday in Britain. It is what's the date uh i don't even know what date it is monday the 26th of august and it is ten thirteen a.m uh, public holiday in britain and right now uh britain is basking in sunshine it is literally a heat wave it's a three-day heat wave here in now uh, in britain right now and it's uh it's the final public holiday of the year so uh, believe me when i tell you that people are making the most of it uh, there are very few cars on the streets uh people are too hungover to drive uh they're either at the beach at the pub or in their gardens, having a barbecue and uh, drinking uh, and enjoying the last few days of summer. So um, I'm speaking to you, which is great. I wouldn't uh, want it to be any other way. I've had a wonderful two and a half weeks off and I've got some baby news to share with you. Uh, I've got some exciting news about sales boot camp and I've got some exciting news about uh, something which I think is probably going to end up being... um, Uh, an annual feature shall we say of something uh, of Paul's calendar year it is five clinics in five cities in five days five clinics in five cities in five days that's right I'm gonna be uh, very soon it's happening in a couple of weeks I'm gonna give you all the details in just a moment heading to flying to driving to uh, I think we are flying uh, train bus and uber across the five or six days that we're going to be on the road heading in to do staff training live uh something really really fun i thought would be uh, to take how i staff train uh, my team which is something i've enjoyed doing while i've been back here in, uh, in 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 england and hopefully you're enjoying the content we're putting out on instagram and on youtube um, and i just thought it would be cool to, to take that on the road and take it into the clinics of different uh, clinic owners uh, in the u.s um, and then eventually who knows who knows where, maybe it's uh, a global tour. So we've got five clinics in five cities in five days coming up in September. I'm gonna give you all the details. I could be coming to a town very near you. Uh, the goal is not just to do the staff training through the day, it's to do a meet up. We're gonna meet up with you. Uh, if you're an hour or two away, get your you know plans in place, come and drive in or fly in. We have people flying on the last time I did this type of thing uh, and come and have some fun with us. So I'll give you all those details in just a moment. So I'm back in the ranch. Everybody's off uh, today, so I'm uh, on purpose in the office, catching up uh, ahead of a trip to Dublin tomorrow. I've got to get my head together, uh, flying out to Dublin to host a strategic planning day in Dublin, uh, which starts on Wednesday. We've got people coming in from Italy, we've got people coming in from Spain, uh, and we've got people coming in from Brunei. 19 hours, uh, a 19-hour flight. I think it's Brunei to Singapore, Singapore to London, London up to Dublin. That is commitment, and it makes a mockery uh, of people who uh, quite literally just cannot even be bothered to get off their ass. Uh, to drive to a uh, you know, a conference or some kind of event that can uh, potentially change the way they see the problems that they've got and ultimately uh, improve their life. I think I told a story once of, of a guy who messaged me on Facebook from LA and he said, I love your stuff. I love everything that you do. He said, w- you know, will you ever be putting on a conference in LA? I said, well, what, what difference does that make? He said, oh, well, that's where I live. I said, well, so what? Like the flights not go out of, of LAX anymore to, to wherever I am. If you like my stuff that much and you uh, think that my stuff is that important to you, if it was worth giving up a day uh, close by you, then believe me, it's worth giving up at least a couple of hours to get on a flight Uh, and um, the way that I look at it with flying it gives you a chance to uh, be on your own and that's uh, something that is grotesquely underestimated these days we all want to be you know with people and with friends and with family and gatherings and i promise you sometimes in fact many times uh, many 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 times you need some uh, quiet time you need some thinking time you just need a place um to just gather your thoughts and and for me i've um always found that airplanes allow me to do that so i'm uh, gearing up for that tomorrow flying out to dublin from newcastle airport in the northeast of england very short flight one hour across to dublin um love heading over to dublin my family originally from certainly my dad's side of the family uh from the west coast of ireland county cork uh, is where my family um originate from my dad is one of nine uh before they moved over to england so it's always cool to go back and uh just hear um you know and have conversations with uh with the irish just a wonderful spirit that the irish uh have and um and it's just yeah great to uh to be over there we finish the strategic planning day, I think I've got 12 business owners from around Ireland, from around Northern Ireland, um, some coming over from England, uh, like I said, Brunei, Spain and Italy. And then on Thursday and Friday, I've got the UK Mastermind event happening, which is a strong group now. It's I think it's up to 19 business owners uh, on the UK and Europe. Uh, we've got somebody in there from Denmark. Uh, all across Britain, Scotland, and obviously Ireland as well. So uh, the groups are growing, and the momentum is gathering on this side of the pond. And it's just great to see that the entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well uh, in the UK, which isn't. Um, you know, it's funny. It's a, a conversation I've had with many people. Uh, Britain, by by kind of you know DNA and by default, really isn't an entrepreneurial uh, country, as. Um, as is somewhere like America. It's like a completely different, um, it's a completely different culture, it's a completely different way of thinking. Um, Britain is very stoic and it's uh, often a case that people from Britain generally have a very negative attitude towards success information, towards buying things like coaching, towards going to events and seminars and just investing in themselves it's just not something that people in britain have done um, as they have in the u.s where many uh, of your parents if you're listening to this from the u.s have possibly been influenced by people like zig ziglar tony robbins and have gone to success seminars uh, napoleon hill all that type of thing that's the, the sort of origin, if you like, of success information in the U.S., which uh, I believe makes it very special and was what attracted me to the U.S., that people were prepared to invest in themselves and were pre- prepared to have conversations about success and information and knowledge and where they could get their hands on some better information uh, with the view of, of ultimately enhancing their life. And it certainly has um, has changed my life. Um, and when people asked me, you know, why did I originally move to the U.S.? Or why did I start my coaching company in the U.S.? I said it. Because people in the U.S. are ready for this type of information, Australia is very much the same. It's you know great entrepreneurial spirit, and I think Britain um, is is catching up. Shall we say we're we're certainly um, you know moving more towards an entrepreneurial. It's being more accepted. Um, so it's great to see uh, my business owners who are, you know, light years ahead of many of the, the, the sort of very uh, old-fashioned way of running a business here in the UK, which is uh, rely upon uh, wet mouth referrals and, you know, hopefully you'll get some handouts from some insurance companies and uh, that you have to accept, um, have to accept low-paying uh, private patients when reality is that that's not necessarily the case. It's happening because you think that way, or because you have accepted that. Where uh, you know wherever you are, if you're listening to this in in the UK, um, I've got business owners in um, in small towns in the northeast of, of uh, England and over towards Manchester area, charging significantly more than the big cities like Sir London and Birmingham. And why is that? Um, it's ultimately because that business owner invested in themselves. Uh, made an investment in themselves, which ultimately invested, um, you know, improved the, the, their understanding of business, shall we say. And that led to them being able to have the confidence to raise rates, the strategies, the know-how, the tools. You raise your rates, you make more profit, you can hire better staff, you can move to better premises and so on. And all of this thing starts to uh, move. Uh, For you on your behalf and instead of being stuck in the you know outdated ways and the outdated uh, Methods of of running a business then uh, you know life looks very very differently. So uh, The UK group is growing rapidly and it's great. I'm excited to be uh, Leading that group for the next three days if you are around the Dublin area um, then come and say hello, send me a PM or direct message on Instagram at the paul Garth. I fly out tomorrow um every night i'll be in and around the city i'll be in a bar somewhere so feel free to send me a message and uh i'll happily meet up and we'll have a we'll have a guinness or two um no more than two because i've got work to do but maybe three or four on friday when the um, when the events are uh, are all finished so um so anyway that's what's happening uh quick announcement before i tell you the baby news um and some funny stories that, that i learned while being in hospital and um, just listening to the, shall we say, um, lack of communication uh, by the medical people. Uh, Paul can never switch off, even when he's sat with a uh, robe and a gown uh, in the uh, theatre of, uh, of of the hospital uh, over there in Middlesbrough. I'm still listening in intensively to the uh, lack of communication between healthcare professionals and um and their patience and um never never ever a day goes by when i will not take some form of uh, or even more confidence from understanding that really the difference between the people who win and the people who struggle uh, in this game of business are the ones who figure out how to communicate with people so I'll tell you some stories around uh, that so sales boot camp a lot of you have announced a few times on the podcast that this is the month to get the cheapest ticket look boot camp sells out every year it's the only training of its sort where I literally teach you how to sell and convert we go deep into the psychology the behavioral science if you like all of the why people do what they do and you know why do they say what they say why do they say no when they've got obviously got money why do they say they can't afford you and then they drive off in a brand new mercedes and so on why do they say yes and then call back later and say no why do they say no even though they know full well that they need treatment and you know full well that they can help you and everybody knows that this is just a home run for them to say yes we, we talk about all of these things as well as teaching every single aspect from the phone call to the conversion in the treatment room to you know how you sell at workshops how to get the confidence to do that type of thing we do it all in two days. Uh, this is Sales Bootcamp 3.0. It's taking place in December the 7th and 8th, the Saturday and the Sunday that weekend, uh, whatever that is 8th and 9th or 7th and 8th. It's the Saturday and the Sunday. So this year's in Orlando. Uh, we're bringing it home figuratively to, to Paul's uh, neck of the woods in Orlando. So I'd love you to come if you've got a problem with conversions. Uh, It's a staff event as well. Uh, We'll turn your staff into front desk superstars. That's really what it's about. Uh, We're even considering this year creating a breakout session or two where we get all of the front desk staff together. Uh, and we work with them uh, in smaller groups to really ramp home everything that I uh, have taught. So if you've been before and you want to come again, get in touch, we have a special rate for uh, past attendees. Uh, we'd love to see you there. And if you've never been before and you want to come, now is the time to do it. You've got till August the 31st to get your cheapest ticket. We will be in, uh, I think it's the Hilton Hotel on um, Disney Springs. So we are literally on Disney. Paul's events now will almost always be in or around Disney Springs. So it's a great time of year to visit Orlando. Uh, Bring your family, bring your kids, uh, come and do some work with us, have a lot of fun. There'll be 95 to 100 clinic owners and their staff uh, across the weekend. And uh, my events are uh, fabulous networking. We get clinic owners from all over the world of all sizes. and out of uh, interest or something that might be of interest to you. I've now started a brand new vlog. Uh, Jake in the office in Orlando is doing an amazing job of capturing uh, capturing the the footage now uh, behind the scenes at my events. These are spectacular events. We spend months planning them. And Jake captures a lot of the actual planning uh, or or the behind the scenes footage of the events over on YouTube. So my new channel is at the Paul Goff. And there are two uh, at present brand new videos. We're putting these out weekly. Uh, They're called on location videos. And you'll get to see me uh, behind the scenes of my events. And you can see me just talking with my team and setting standards and uh, working with the hotel staff and just, you know, sound checking and uh, pretty much everything that, that uh, you know, some, some uh, footage on the night, some footage on the morning, uh, not the, you know, the sort of professional stuff, if you like, that is me recording, you know, being recorded and teaching. It's the off the camera stuff, the behind the scenes stuff that people love. So uh, that's happening on YouTube uh, as well. So sales bootcamp. Send an email, paul at paulgoff.com. Talk to Caitlin in the office. She'll take care of you. There's a big discount if you book before August 31st. September the 1st, the price rises. Said differently. Uh, there is uh, a limit to the number of people that we work with on boot camp. If you're coming, uh, do it right now and get the best possible price. Talk about a payment plan option if you need it. Uh, last year, we had a business owner um, fly in all the way from Australia, uh, Anthony Belcher of, um, I think it's around the uh, Mulgrave, area just outside of melbourne anthony's from uh, who's been in touch uh, recently as well while i've been off so I'll, I'll talk about what what he got in touch for uh, but look um people fly in from all over the world and if you're anywhere if you're anywhere near an airport i suggest you get in one we do this boot camp in december for most people it is all that stands in the way of more profits more money more success more helping people and just more confidence in your office nothing is worse than going into an office where there's just no confidence when that phone rings, when you know they, they, they're just down on themselves. The phone rings, there's just an apathy, patients say no, there's constant fighting on the phone. You just can't get patients to buy in. If I walk into those clinics, I can spot them a mile off because they just don't know how to handle that first phone call. And if you don't get that right, you cannot build a business. If you can't get the first phone call and then the conversion's right, and then the upsell at the other end, it's painfully difficult uh, when you have the confidence to do that your business grows and um, the investment in the class is nothing in comparison to what you know you will get in terms of what you can then uh, do on that phone and how you can convert people so send an email to caitlin paul at and we look forward to seeing you uh, and welcoming you to my hometown uh, of orlando so baby news all right baby news well paul is now uh paul and natalie are now figuratively uh the very proud parents of three beautiful boys so we had another boy um and his name is grayson edward goff grayson edward goff arrived into the world august 14 uh, 2019 weighing a very healthy 10 pounds three ounces i'll say that again (laughs) uh he arrived into the world um i could sworn when i looked at him he, he's already got teeth he's he's huge uh 10 pounds three ounces how natalie carried him uh for so long i will never uh know towards the end she had problems with her iron levels I, I looked at grayson when he came out i was like geez, no wonder she had no energy towards the end because this kid obviously sucked the life uh out of natalie so she did amazing uh she had a planned uh cesarean which uh we do and have had with all of our uh children so uh yeah it's just been amazing i've uh had nearly two weeks off now in the house with him and um it's just been wonderful to be present and that's um you know we did you know we got in the car we just did some walks natalie um, couldn't do much after the surgery. This one was, I think, took a little bit more out of her than the original, or the, certainly the the previous two. She lost a lot of blood, and uh, just took a little bit more time to get over this one, and, and still is. So we didn't go far, but we just went for nice walks and just did family stuff. It was just great to hang out in the garden. Um, I got to take the kids to McDonald's, and this was fun. Um, it's funny. Somebody said, "What well, you know? What was the what was the highlight of of um, of your time off?" I said, bizarrely, uh, one of the things that I'll never forget, I I got to take the kids to McDonald's and just sit with them. Like, it was just great. And just watching them play with their little toys and their Happy Meals, and uh, Tobias was there, and Harry was there, and Grayson was getting fed his milk, Um, and I just got, I think, 45 minutes with them just to sit. And obviously, you know, the kids love McDonald's, and um, it sounds so silly, but... It's the type of thing normally where, you know, if we do go to McDonald's, it's the drive through. And, and the kids genuinely love, you know, they genuinely love their happy meals and, and um, you know, what toy they're going to get and the surprise. So just to have that that type of time with them. Now, there's hundreds of examples of things like that where we just went to the park and got an ice cream or a slush or something and just sat and I just watched the world go by. And, um, you know, it's very uh i don't really get a chance to do that type of thing um if we've got time off normally we're on a flight we're heading to spain or italy or you know traveling australia wherever we're constantly in a rush and i just felt over the last couple of weeks it's been great to do uh not much uh get up you know, I very rarely read the papers, but there's been a lot of sport going on. So I've been catching up with you know the, the sport and just generally reading some books and listening to uh, some audio uh, experiences and tapes and just generally getting, you know keeping my mind occupied, a lot of exercise, a lot of uh, nights where I've been out and indulged, shall I say as well. Uh, very, um, you know, let let my hair down figuratively, nice to get out and have some, uh, some food and be in restaurants and just have a couple of drinks that normally I probably wouldn't uh, do. Um, if I'm, you know, in my usual routine, so it's been wonderful. Grayson's doing great. Natalie's doing great. Thanks for everybody who got in touch and asked, um, you know, about her and him. And uh, the ultimate question that everybody wants to know is how have Harry and Tobias taken to him? So uh, Harry's nearly six and Tobias is three now, and um, this is the answer that Tobias is obsessed with him. Tobias is absolutely obsessed, will not leave him alone, just wants to stroke him, and that's literally the words he use. Um, I think his grandma must have said, you know, don't don't prod him, and she said, you just have to stroke him gently. So from that point on, all he wants to do is stroke him. He just goes, I stroke him, I, can I stroke him, can I stroke him? Uh, nearly always puts his finger in his eyes and wakes him up, and he's countless number of times where he's nearly knocked him and sat on him and jumped all over him. Um, uh, with love figuratively and as for harry uh harry's devastated because he wanted a sister um so when i told him the news uh harry looked at me in disgust and just literally sat down flopped put his arms over his uh lap and and just you know kind of looked at me as if i was joking and i think he kept saying are you being serious dad are you is this definitely another boy and um i said yeah and a, a few weeks ago when we asked him like what do you want harry like what do you you know do you want a brother or a sister He said, I want a sister. And we said, oh, why? like, why do you want a sister? You know, I thought you'd want another boy to play football with or, you know, whatever. He said, no, no, um, I I want a sister because I don't want another one like him, meaning his younger brother. And his younger brother, um, Tobias, if I say that he is challenging, I'm being respectful. And um, he's a very fun kid. In fact, he's unbelievably fun. On one end of the spectrum he is the most fun energetic kid that you will ever meet with a smile that will light up a room and on the other end of the spectrum he is the type of kid that will literally have you just talking through gritted teeth like i am right now and i'm gonna leave it there so Harry eventually came around to it and uh he now has accepted that he has two brothers. Tobias is absolutely in love uh and just obsessed with him. I think Harry has taken uh a little while to accept that he's not the center of attention anymore and Grayson is um and Tobias is just ecstatic that he's got somebody who is smaller than him in the house uh that he can push and prod and poke and just kind of jump all over much like Harry probably has done. Uh, to him for the last uh 3 years. So it's fabulous, uh couldn't be happier. Three boys is just amazing. Uh and people always said, you know, do you want to buy a, a gal and, and instantly there's the you know, would you have another one and you know, would you try for a gal and so on. Honestly, God willing, uh, if we have another kid then, you know, absolutely, but it will not be to get a boy or to get a girl it's to get uh and bring somebody into the world to add to the family to the dynamics the experience to to continue uh, all of the wonderful uh things that that happen to you as a result of being uh, a father whether it's love for or love from um it don't make any difference to me whether that uh you know that's a boy or a girl so uh if we have another one um whatever comes our way is whatever comes our uh, way. So everybody's good, Natalie's doing great, she looks amazing 10 days in already. Uh, she is uh, a superstar and um, she's looking forward to getting back out to the US, that's what we've been up to the last couple of weeks. Um, this international life that we lead is, uh, is not simple, shall we say. Passport, picture was taken the day after he was uh, discharged from hospital. Uh, what else do we have to do? Register the birth in one town where we live uh but get the birth certificate from another town where he was actually born which was a place called middlesbrough in a hospital there uh, which was a um a better hospital a couple of uh, miles away from where we live or what we deem to be a, um, a better hospital shall we say it. and then we had to go and register uh got the, we had to wait for the passport we had to wait for the birth certificate go and register at the passport office now waiting for his passport and when we get the passport we have to now apply for his visa um that goes on my visa to go and live obviously in the us so um to say that life is never simple is uh is an understatement but it's fucking good it's 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 just amazing and um i can honestly tell you that 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 i think the more that you commit to in this life and the more that you just agree to just just to to get on with and do um, that you know you really want from your life, I think the more that it gives you uh, back, far from sort of stripping things away and wanting to do less, um, I've actually realized that the more that I commit to, uh, that obviously ultimately uh, in the end has to uh, be in line with what you want from your life, but the more that you commit to, the more that you seem to get back, the more responsibility that you take, um, the more that you seem to get in this life that makes you feel good. I think, um, and certainly as I've had a few weeks off and been around people and just had conversations um, with people, uh, there just seems to be a culture of people wanting to share responsibility. They want to do as little as possible. They want to just, you know, today everybody's happy. The sun's out. They've got a beer in their hand and life's wonderful. But tomorrow it's going to be shit, you know, that the, the rain comes after the sun and it's not long uh, before, uh, you know, that kind of resentment to life and just there uh, an entire winter, if you like, of uh, doing not much and drinking and just, you know, waiting for the sun to come back out. Kicks back in, so um, I always think as business owners, we're very blessed because we have something to work towards. We have something to achieve. We have something to occupy our mind. We have success to think about. We have achievement uh, to fulfill us, uh, accomplishment. And the best thing is if we can bring our family along uh, for the ride. I think we've got it. You know, we've got it. Um, ticked it every single level. So. Um, that's what's uh, going on in the house with the uh, baby. So I'm going to share with you a little story. Just keeping an eye on the time. I've got a, a strict number of coaching calls today, so I've gone another 23 minutes before I'll need to uh, leave you. But I've got some lessons to share before I announce five cities in five days. So, um, in the hospital. So the day of uh, the day of the day after this uh, the C-section in the UK, they try and get you out as fast as possible. So. Literally, if you went in at 11 o'clock and had a baby, natural birth, very good chance you'd be out by four or five, like, if not faster, like on the same day, five hours later, right? Which will probably shock a few people listening to this. With a C section to keep you in overnight. And Tobias was born at 11 o'clock. Tobias was born at 11 o'clock on Wednesday. Sorry, Grayson was born at 11 o'clock on the Wednesday. We were told at one o'clock on the Thursday that we could go home. So they said we've done all of your checks. The baby's fine. You know the hearing test is fine, and all of the you know responsiveness tests are good. Uh, we've done everything that we need. Now uh, we can start getting you ready to go home. So Natalie said, "Oh great! So um, I'm going to be able to go home home soon." And the midwife said, "Yeah, yeah. We, we'll we'll start the discharge process now." So the the, the midwife walked off, and uh, just before she got to the end of the room or the end of the the, the ward, I shouted, "Oh, can I can I just clarify? When you say soon?" when exactly will that be? She said, well, I don't really know. I said, can we get a bit more clarity on that? I said, there's just other things in life, like these other kids at home that, you know, either A, want to come up and see their brother and grandparents who want to come up and see their kids or, um, you know, we either have to tell them not to come up because we're coming home and then if we can't come home later, you know, at a certain point, then we need to make arrangements for them to get looked after tonight. She said, well, I I can't tell you when it's going to be. I said, well, what do you mean you can't tell us? She said, "It's a very busy ward. I said, I'm not disputing that it isn't a very busy ward. I I just said, we would like to know a a little bit, you know, of, of, you know, it's now one o'clock. At what point do you think we will be going home? So I said, do you think it'll be in the next couple of hours? She says, oh, no, 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 it it won't be in the next two hours. I said, sooner? She said, no, no, it'll be at least three or four. I said, okay, at least three or four. But you've just told us, right, You've just told us two minutes ago that we are starting to get you ready to go home and that you'll be going home soon. Can you not see? Can you not see how that's gonna be a problem? In fact, can you not see why the two beds next to us, i.e. the two ladies, two families in the beds next to Natalie are already irritated because you told them at 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock that they'd also be going home soon? The response was, but we're a very busy ward. I said, I'm not disputing that you are a very busy ward. I said, what I'm pointing out is that the communication from you, which takes no more time, whether you are busy or not busy, is leading to the frustration that inevitably will cause every single person in this room to keep asking you when we are going home, therefore, contributing to how busy this ward is do you not see where i'm coming from now obviously she didn't like it at all and not many people do when you point out things that are incredibly simple in a way or or if that lady had changed the uh, communication to us we'd have had a very different ward so now this is the day right the day goes on You've now got three people who've been told that they're going home and starting to think mentally great, I'm you know, I'm getting out of here in the next hour. Who are still there at six o'clock. So this has now been nearly five hours. So now there's real tension in this room. People are getting more and more irate, and by the way, me and Natalie are pretty level headed, pretty relaxed. You know, I'd read a book or, or Natalie'll sit and relax and just sleep and I'll feed Grayson, right? But the two people next to us that like they want to go home. They they're now annoyed. They think there's something wrong with the baby. They're getting paranoid as hell, and they just can't work out why they're not getting um, discharged from hospital because they were told five hours ago that they were going home. More and more and more tensions getting built. Anyway, to cut a long story short, we are still there at eight thirty at night. So seven and a half hours after being told that we could go home, we're still in the you know we're still in the hospital at this point. Natalie's parents haven't been up. My parents haven't been up. The two boys Tobias and Harry haven't seen Grayson Natalie mentally is thinking um, you know what are we doing with the kids tonight where they're going to stay because we don't know if we're getting out it's Tobias's birthday the next day on the Friday so Natalie would love Tobias to be in the house the next day and obviously we don't want to go and pick him up at 10 o'clock at night because he'll already be in bed so they're just adding to things that that didn't need to happen and, and in the end it transpired that we got out about 8 45 9 o'clock and um, their lack of communication throughout the day was so bad it was beyond belief. Anytime anybody in the ward asked them for updates, all we got told all the time was, we're a very busy ward and there's very poolie babies. Now to me, um, and nobody take this the wrong way, uh, I'm not asking to be prioritized over poolie babies. We're just asking to be spoken to with a little bit of respect that says, "You know, we we know that you want to get home and we know that you've got a family and what we're going to do is our best to get you out before eight o'clock. Now, if she just said that, and this is where I'm going with it, She literally created nothing but tension in the ward because of the way she positioned it. And I was trying to point that out. I wasn't asking to be seen over and above Pooley Babies, although she made out that me and Natalie and everybody else on the ward were, which to me was a pretty shitty, and I actually said at one point, don't make me feel shit. Do not make us feel as though we're trying to be pressuring you and trying to get seen by somebody, you know, seen ahead of of a Pooley Baby that may or may not come into this ward do not do that because you've just pissed us off even more because none of us want that what we want is a little bit of decency and respect right and ultimately what we wanted what we wanted was our expect or what what we wanted was better check this out what we wanted was better communication and what we needed was our expectations changing so that whole situation that day which um transpired that when we went home all Natalie spoke about to her friends and her family who came around and said, what was your stay like in hospital? She didn't comment on how wonderful the clinical care was and how safely the baby was delivered and so on and so forth. She commented on how disappointing the care was on the final day and how they kept us in the hospital longer than you know they needed to and so on. All that that midwife has to do at one o'clock was say, Natalie and Paul, the good news is I'm, you're not going to have to spend another night in hospital. I'm going to aim to get you home tonight. I'm going to do my best to get you out of here. I leave at 8 o'clock. This lady's shift ended at 8 o'clock. I'm going to do my best to get you out of here at 8 o'clock. Any sooner will be a bonus. At that point, everybody in the ward, if she'd have spoken like that to us and the two ladies next to us, everybody would have been ecstatic at the prospect of not spending another night in hospital and starting to think about what they're gonna do when they get home after eight. Not, and check again, don't lose sight of what I'm teaching here, communication changes everything in life. It changes everything about how patients feel about you and ultimately then whether or not they'll come back and whether they'll spend more money. She told us at one o'clock, everything's fine, we're gonna start the discharge process and we're gonna get you ready to go home. There isn't a single person on earth who wouldn't think that that means imminently. However, if she'd said, when natalie asked when can i go home if that midwife had have just said natalie there's a very good chance that you won't need to spend another night in hospital and i'm going to do my best to get you home before i leave at eight o'clock tonight anything sooner is a bonus all frustration has gone away communication changes expectations that's the key point now if you look at most hospitals it's the same in anywhere in the world the biggest biggest complaint is nearly always communication they'll. The, in fact it is communication non, no brainers like it's not many med- a medical um, malpractice it's communication that the person didn't feel like the, the, the doctor the nurse whoever communicated with them in a way that was respectful and right now if the powers that be in these hospitals don't get their head out of their ass and face up to this that really these nurses yeah, you know, everyone's saying let's chuck more money at the hospitals, let's give hospitals more money, let's increase the, you know, the fees for medicine so that we can get more staff. I'm telling you now, for, for most, most of the problems or certainly a significant number of the problems can be changed by helping people understand how to communicate in a way that changes expectations. If you change expectations, you take away a lot of problems in your life. Because what is, for every person, the thousands of people listening to this podcast right now, what is every single problem that you've got? What is every single thing that is pissing you off right now? What at the root of it, what is it? It's an expectation issue. That you expected your husband or wife to do something and they didn't. You expected your staff to do something and they didn't. You expected your children to do something and they didn't. You expected a best friend to do something and they didn't. That's the thing that's pissing you off now, the way that you feel about that. Not that they did it, that you expected them not to do it. That's the bit that's killing you. And therefore, if you want to be successful in life, you want to be successful in business. You want to be more of an influence. You want to be a, a you know better influence on your children. It's all down to communication and the way that we set expectations. And ultimately, if you want to live a fulfilled life with less frustration, with less anger, with less just being, waking up each day, being pissed off with things that didn't happen that you expected, You have to change the way that you see these things yourself and then you have to change the way that you communicate with other people so that they don't come to you with expectation issues that ultimately you then try and defend that ultimately gets you into another argument or another problem or another fight that leads to more frustration, more stupid bad decisions and this whole rollercoaster of life just continues. That, in a nutshell, is where most people spend their entire life. Anyway, and another one. Check this out. Here's another one before I finish on this little rant literally five minutes after Natalie had given birth to the baby, she was put into recovery, right? So the surgeon who came out, surgeon did a wonderful job, by the way, always in control, even a few little things where you could tell it was taking a bit longer and a bit more time and it was a third C-section and there was a few little extra additional complications and so on. It was wonderful all the way through. She came out after, I think, probably five, maybe ten minutes of, of the baby being born and Natalie being wheeled into uh, recovery bear in mind natalie's just gone through massive surgery she's got more drugs in her body than i don't know what she is tired she wants to be sick she can't she just is all over the place she's disorientated i'm not in the room at this point because i've gone out to tell parents out the front that we've got another boy and i come back in and i hear the final few minutes of a conversation that natalie's having she's laying down surgeon staring down at her first the most stupidest thing that you can do when you speak to people when she's staring at her asking her literally this question is that your family complete This was the surgeon to Natalie while she's in recovery with uh, more drips in her arm than I don't know what. People all around her, machines beeping like crazy. She's trying to get and, and stare at this beautiful little thing that's just come into her life. And this stupid fucking surgeon's asking her, "Is that your baby complete? Is that your family complete?" this says, "I don't know why." She says, "Well, it was just a bit more complicated, and, and I'm already going to recommend to you that you might want to consider uh, that you don't have any more, uh, you know, you don't have any more children um, because of of certain things that I, I saw." And Atlee's go, oh, "Hang on, uh, what do you mean? What do you mean complications? What do you mean? Oh, Well, it's nothing too serious. It's just this, this, and this, right?" And I came in on the back end of it, and I was like, "What's going? What do you? What's going on here?" Like what are you talking about? She said, "Oh well, I was just telling you, you know, your partner that uh, there's a few extra complications, and and you know, sh- you, you might want to consider not having more children." I'm like, "What? Fucking seven minutes into just giving birth? Can we do this?" She said, "Well, okay, if you want to have this conversation, let's arrange an appointment for six weeks." I said, "Well, couldn't we have done that anyway?" And this is my point, right? That lady is f- educated to the fucking hilt. Earns probably a fortune. Super medically skilled qualified like crazy, respected in society by people, right, but is fucking clueless when it comes to conversation, empathy, and communication. If that lady thinks that the right time to have that conversation is at that moment, she's fucking deluded, right, which is why I'll say all of the clinical skills, all of the technical skills, and all of the things that you think will define your career as a PT or as a PT business complete bullshit because again what happened all day wednesday any family and and friends who came to see natalie how did the surgery go she said well it it went well but you know she must have found some complications so instead of natalie staring into the eyes of the most beautiful little thing that god could ever wish to create this brand new baby and just looking at this baby with nothing but love and nothing but just excitement at the future and staring into his eyes and just wondering what life's going to play out over the next however many years. She's worried about the fact that there's complications and she might not be able to have another one. That's the way the brain works. Like the number of times she asked me on that day, can you remember what the surgeon said? She has to now wait six weeks to find out what the surgeon fucking said about what the problem was. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like these people are clueless. And I mean it with respect if they think that that's the right time that again nothing to do with their clinical skill is 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 ultimately people take what you do for them for granted it's how you make them feel that they will judge you on i'm never ever 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 going to relent from this Ever, right? And I'm just going to keep putting more and more conversations and more and more situations in front of you. However, you know, you work with me, whether you're just listening to this podcast for the rest of your life or you get closer to me at events and seminars. You will never, ever, ever win this game of business or life, by the way, by thinking that you can just get better at the thing that you do clinical skills. Most of you listening to this podcast have got all of the clinical skills that you're ever going to need. What we need is an ability to communicate what those skills are and what they do for people. Having a certain level of emotional intelligence, understanding how people feel when we say things, is the gateway to more success in life and in business, whether that's in marketing, which by the way it's for you to be successful in marketing that's the skill you're going to need sales that's the conversations that you're going to to have to speak differently you're going to have to speak with empathy and understanding and confidence and recognizing when it's the right time to have and say certain things In hiring, you're going to have to be able to communicate with people your expectations for what you want them to do for you. When they're not doing what you want them to do for you, resetting those expectations. In operations, communicating with insurance companies and vendors and people who owe you money and banks, communication is the key to every single thing that you do. Switching off from the noise and the crap that you're listening to from other PTs who are Obsessed with adding more qualifications, adding more fucking CEUs, and going on more coned programs that does nothing, nothing in the grand scheme of things. It's almost a sloth like mentality, of just getting more, 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 instead of just waking up and going, you know what? What I've got in terms of skills is more than good enough let's just figure out how to communicate what these things mean and use that and take that skill into growing a business that impacts significantly more people's lives both clinically and emotionally because that's where the growth is in um in your life and in your business anyway so uh, that's the lessons that we learned but but um everybody's good everybody's happy um uh just there's lessons everywhere if you open your eyes and you listen intentively you'll just see lessons everywhere as to where most people's real real problems uh and that's what i'm dedicated to bringing to you it's not stuff that everybody likes to hear um you know and sometimes you might think well i don't agree with that and that's fine uh completely but these are uh a lot of our challenges uh, and it's it's more simple than you'll ever ever believe um to, to fix anywhere right you're going to want to subscribe on youtube at the paul goff here's why so we started a new youtube channel um with the intention of sharing a lot of staff trainings on there so we're moving into a phase now of, of more and more content on instagram at the paul goff but insta uh, youtube is the place at the paul goff on youtube if you want to see our uh, staff trainings and you want to be able to share these with your team and be able to just put this type of stuff into your uh, clinic and watches. As we do uh, front desk training, physio rooms training, that type of thing, that spawned the okay. Let's let's have some fun. Five cities in five days. We're going to do five clinics in five. Uh, days on the east coast starting September the 9th so myself and producer Jake are leaving Orlando so write these dates down um, and write these uh, towns down, they're going to be on a meetup link uh, at paulgoff.com forward slash tour, you're going to be able to go there paulgoff.com forward slash tour uh, and check out all of the dates uh, and locations, even right down to the pub that we're going to have a beer in on the night so we want this to be a gathering uh, I've chose cities that I can get to easily that are densely populated uh, that you can drive if you live an hour or two away you can drive in and meet us for a beer at 7 o'clock on the night so we're starting Monday in Concord, North Carolina so it's about 20 minutes away from Charlotte we will be there September the 9th I'm going to staff train in the clinic of Dean Volk Volk PT between 2 and 5 and then we're going to meet for a beer and uh, just general you know, uh, uh, meet up at 7 o'clock I will post the, the pub or the restaurant we're going to be it'll be close to his clinic on September the ninth at seven o'clock. The next day, I'm getting up and flying to Hermitage uh, in uh, just. Well, I'm flying to um, Pennsylvania. It's going to be in Pennsylvania, Hermitage, to the clinic of Anthony and Marissa Roscoe um, on September the tenth. Uh, is Hermitage, Anthony and Marissa uh, Roscoe in Pennsylvania? I think um i think we are flying in let me just check i'm trying to think um we are flying into um i'll bring it out in just a moment which exact airport we're flying in but anyway we're going to be there september the 10th on wednesday we're flying portsmouth new hampshire september the 11th we're going to be in the clinic of carrie jose portsmouth new hampshire so i'm going to staff train between two and 5 30 uh, and then we're going to meet up somewhere in that area in Portsmouth at 7 o'clock in the clinic of Carrie Jose so uh, Thursday I'm flying to Woodcliffe Lake New Jersey on September the 12th to meet with Jerry Yo and his team member he's got a huge clinic over there so I'm going to staff train between 2 and five thirty. then we're going to have a meet up in the area at seven o'clock so if you are in the Newark New Jersey uh, area Woodcliffe Lake is the uh, area that I'm I'm going to be on Thursday, the uh, 12th of September. Uh, and then I'm going to finish off in the clinic of Christine Asterita uh, in Long Island, uh, New York, September the 13th. So Friday the 13th of September, I'm going to be in the New York area. So that's um, that's the five cities in five days trip. So I'll give you those again. So Monday, we are going to be in the clinic of Dean Volk. Uh, Monday, the September the 9th in the clinic of um, Dean Volk, Concord. Tuesday, Hermitage um, PA, September the uh, 10th. Anthony Roscoe so if you know Anthony and Marissa get in touch uh, you might be able to come in and watch the staff training of these clinic owners if you know them as well as long as you are non-compete you might be able to come in and watch these uh, staff trainings go on live but at the very least you'll be able to meet me uh, for a beer so I think we're flying from, uh, from Charlotte um, to Pittsburgh on the Tuesday to meet up with Anthony Roscoe uh, and Marissa, and we're going to be doing the staff training in Hermitage uh, PA on September the 10th. Carrie uh, in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, September the 11th. Jerry Yo woodcliffe lake new jersey on september the 12th and christine astorita of long island new york on september the 13th so uh it's going to be big uh last time i did a tour was a few years ago uh many people come out to see us so it's great if you're going to join us uh head over to paulgoff.com forward slash tour on my uh polgoff business page on facebook and you'll be able to get the exact uh locations and venues um so there we go it's going to happen on the east coast this time i'm going to do the uh central and west coast in 2020 and i'm starting to think about a west uh a, a world tour so um i don't know where you're listening to. well i do know where people are listening but i don't know where you're listening to uh with this podcast tell me get in touch with me uh are you anywhere near singapore are you anywhere near dubai uh, is there anybody listening from new zealand is there anybody listening uh sydney i know we've got people in melbourne well, i know we've got people in australia but we've got people in melbourne uh, Anthony Belcher who I mentioned earlier who came to my sales boot camp from Mulgrave Melbourne he mentioned uh, he'd love to have us over there in uh, Melbourne well look Paul loves to travel uh, and I'm looking for any excuse to start a well tour where we go into different clinics in different countries every other day so if you're anywhere near this route London Dubai singapore perhaps Uh, i know we've got somebody over there in brunei uh we got anybody um over in around cairns brisbane um melbourne sydney uh, new zealand christchurch canada toronto vancouver talk to me let's just talk to me tease me tell me about your clinic tell me about your uh place uh, would it be uh, a place that i'd like to come and visit if so we are starting to think about putting a world two together we'll record the whole thing um and we'll have a lot of fun and we'll bring physios from all over the world um together so anyway before that that's just an idea i'm putting out there before that we've got five cities uh in five days the tour starts september the 9th uh you're going to need to subscribe on youtube at the paul goff to see it we'll do some youtube lives producer jake's coming and he'll be chopping up a lot of the footage and putting it out there on YouTube, uh, with one or two segments on Instagram as well. So we are at the Paul Golf. Give us a follow. Uh, head over to paulgoff.com forward slash tour um, to get all of the details on the meet-up uh, that we're going to be doing across the next uh, across those uh, five days. We're going to have a lot of fun. I've said all along i love to get to meet you face to face i love this role that i've got right now i uh, can't wait for conversations with you at the bar and just get to know who you are and um a little bit more about your business and you know in your life and, and ultimately what you uh what you want from it and how i can help so um excited for it uh, subscribe to me on youtube and on instagram um and we look forward to seeing you last thing sales boot camp Get your seats booked before August 31st and I look forward to spending a couple of days with you uh, face-to-face in Orlando. Anyway, that's it from me. Uh, I have a coaching call in one minute um, and I will be back very soon with another podcast. Have fun. Thank you for listening to Paul Goff's audio experience. If you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists. Alright, until next time, have a wonderful day.